Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another awesome episode of the Scotty Joe Podcast. I'm your host, Scotty Joe, and let me tell you, I am so excited to be talking to you guys tonight. This has been an incredible week. Uh, my good friend, Cello Wilkinson, let me go over and have an awesome night with him, his family, and his friends. We had pizza. He got that new Wii U, and if you guys haven't played that game yet, it is incredible because, you know, I thought a little TV and a controller, that's... It's a little complicated for me, Nintendo, but it really wasn't. It actually was it was pretty simple. You know, you get past a lot of the color and distractions, but it's 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 really fun. And I would I would recommend just going to the store and playing with it. See what you think of, because I think it's one of the best game controllers I've seen in a very long time. Um, all right, my first guest tonight, his name is Brandon Smith. I am very lucky because Brandon Smith, he's kind of uh, you know, a celebrity. <laughs> Well, not to us, of course, but to everybody at Universal Studios, Hollywood, that is. The big theme park, Universal Studios in Hollywood, it has like some of their most famous characters just walking around. And during the seasons, this past Christmas season, they had a huge How the Grinch Stole Christmas show. And I think they do it every year, and it's absolutely incredible. There's uh, guys who walk around like the Grinch, but then there's a select couple that get to perform this gigantic tree lighting ceremony. And... Um, who better else to explain it to us than the guy who played the Grinch himself? So let's go over here to Skype and let's see if he answers. Hello? Hello, is this Brandon Smith? Yes, this is Brandon. How's it going? It's going pretty well. Hello, Brandon Smith. Brandon, I was just telling everyone, good to see you again, bud, even though it's I'm not looking at you. Yeah, if you saw me right now, you'd be embarrassed. I'm standing in a closet. Oh my god, really? What are you wearing? I'm wearing gym shorts and I smell pretty bad. Oh god, why did you tell us, Brandon? Sorry. Brandon, <laughs> I so I told everyone what you do, which is wicked awesome. Why don't wicked you awesome. go ahead and tell wait, people wait, wait. what you Can do? we hold up on the wicked awesome real quick? I'm from Massachusetts, so I uh, I take a personal love for that phrase. Oh, awesome. Then that's the phrase I'm going to use. That's wicked awesome, dude. This this podcast is wicked awesome, Scotty Joe. Oh, Brandon Smith, you go on the wall of fame. Oh! Boom! Alright, back to brass tacks. We can't cut any more of this precious time, Brandon. Of course not. Brandon, you played the Grinch at Universal Studios. I'm a huge Jim Carrey lover. I would love to get paid to impersonate him all day. What is it like? Well, it's pretty fantastic, I'm not gonna lie. There are certain parts that are fun, and certain parts that are downright terrible like uh the, the whole makeup thing we'll get more into that but I, I i had such a fantastic time it's like a 20 day like power through you know so so it's 20 days long yeah it's it's not too much of a commitment but it's just uh-huh. enough that like by the end of it you're like yeah i had fun i'm glad it's done but uh i i would totally you know do it again every year if i could wow sounds like zumba <laughs> all right so tell us what are some of the great parts about being the grinch first of all did you go in thinking uh, holy crap, I have to impersonate Jim Carrey? Or, oh, I'm so excited I get to impersonate Jim Carrey? Or do well, you even impersonate Jim Carrey? Well, luckily, I was exhausted and sick the day that I went in, so all I was thinking about was trying to stand up. Uh-huh. Um, so, but basically, yeah, it's an impersonation of Jim Carrey as the Grinch in the film. Um, so there was the, the animated 30-minute video back in the 60s, I believe, um, which obviously they they took and revamped it um, for the the movie in the early two thousands. Right. Um, so we're absolutely impersonating Jim Carrey's Grinch. Right. Um, so we would watch videos of the Grinch. You know, we would watch the the film itself and try to impersonate, try to grab lines, and you know, bring wow. as much of that character to life. That's incredible. Full character analysis right there in mm-hmm. front of you. 
Yeah, no, it's it's totally fun. So tell us about this makeup. How long were you in a chair for? That's a lot of time. Yeah, it was it was definitely a lot of time. The uh, the first day we did it, it took about forty five to an hour. Um, wow. and each time, you know, it got a little bit shorter, maybe about forty minutes. And for me, you know, I'm just chilling. I'm sitting in the chair, and there are makeup artists putting everything on. They start with a full face prosthetic, which leaves the mouth and the eyes open. Um, so they put glue all over your face. They glue the mask. They plop that on, and then they start uh, they start painting it, and then they add detail you know and then they um, put the eyebrows on the eyelashes but it all really starts when you uh put the i had to go to the optometrist to get fitted for some contact lenses because oh, wow. he has yellow eyes yeah and uh that was one of the most you know <laughs> that was probably the most difficult part about the entire thing is i've never worn contacts before right so poking my eyeball i'd sit there for 20 30 minutes you know, like almost in tears because I couldn't get the damn thing in my eye, you know? <laughs> I'll go ahead and play a clip of it right now so everyone can kind of hear what it's like. Let's take a listen. Cool. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to Felicia! Awesome. So how was the overall experience positive, positively, you know, well, it was, it was definitely positive. Um, we are the only people at the park that are warm at all times because it got, it got pretty cold. You know, it's, it's December, it's late in the year, you know, and it is LA, but it gets down to the forties, you know, a little bit colder at night yeah. and uh, we're chilling in fur, you know, we're, right. we're jumping around. We got this big fat suit on. Um, you know, we're sweating our face off Yeah, at, like literally the face is falling off because of our sweat. Um, All that and, latex. And, and everyone else is freezing. So I was, I was happy about that. Um, but the overall experience, like the, the kids loved it, you know, just seeing people's faces light up. Right. Um, that, that was really the most exciting thing, you know, and, and they're walking past and I hear a kid have a conversation. He's like, that's the Grinch. That's a real Grinch. I told you he was here. And the other one's like, no ah! way. That's amazing. You know? So little do they know there's like 16 of us, you know, they're yeah. all swapping out. Cause we do it. We do 30 minutes at a time. Uh-huh. I swear if we did a minute longer, we would pass out. Really? It's like, it's, it's a, it's, it's a trip, you know? Well, how do you think the comedy of that physical comedy translates to the adults that are there? Well, I think 
it's there's a little bit something for all ages you know right. the young kids they see the physical comedy they see the hands on the hips and the silly faces right and um they're laughing at that and he, he you know the grinch will make a joke and the kids might not understand it but the parents get it you know because he's, yeah. he's he's edgy he goes he a little hates. bit further i mean he's jim carrey you know and you had a um, dog with you exactly we had all these maxes there were probably 20 maxes and you would think that they were stuffed by the way that they were focusing because uh-huh. their eyes are dead set on their trainers. You wow. know, they, they are very well trained and I believe they foster them out every year. So they, they go home and they have an, a nice home for about 10 months and then they come back to do training for the Grinch and then they do the Grinch for that month. Celebrity and they're, dogs. they're very well fed, fed, you know? Wow. Awesome. So, okay. So kind of transitioning into comedy a little bit, cause I want to talk about it on this episode. Totally. Um, was there anything this year that you think like really defined comedy of 2012? Well, I think, uh, I mean, I love Louis C.K. Uh, I think he, he's, yeah. he's my favorite stand-up. And the fact that he has his own show and he's finally getting recognized, um, right. it, it's pretty incredible. And the fact that he directs, writes, and produces, and you know, he edits, he does everything for the show. He's got the whole think- image in his head and he gets it out there and like he's, the, he's like the new Seinfeld times 10. He is. Exactly. Exactly. Um, I love Happy Endings, too. I don't even know if that show's still going on. I saw the first oh. season of it, and I loved it, you know? I haven't checked that one out yet. Yeah, what, what yeah, check like, it out. What do you like in the comedy about about that one? Well, that's like Friends times 10. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah, so it's it's very quick. It's uh, very, very on edge, you know? And every five seconds, there's a joke, you know? And then the that's characters awesome. are very well-defined, and they, they play well off each other. It's great. Wow. Well, I'm going to be talking to a guy next who actually writes comedy online and he's got a big following now his show's pretty cool. funny i've i i watch every episode now and it's pretty hilarious um nice. so w- before i talk to him what do you think is going to happen with comedy now that we're in 2013 and like you know we're completely digital now uh right i was just talking to someone my good friend today about the economic crisis and what our president can do and very political stuff that i don't want to get to on this blog because mm-hmm. it's, it's just boring to talk about and it makes you upset but like where do you <laughs> think comedy is going to go with that you know, where, where are we going to? What's going to be funny? What do you want to see that's funny? Right. Well, I think we're at the point where you can literally say anything that you want because it's been said before. Right. So people are just taking it to, to more and more lengths. You know, I mean, you started with slapstick back in back in the 20s or before, you know, or Comedia dell'arte. And then moving into into the future, it, it's interesting to see where it's going to end up. I know, like, stand-ups, I know Lucy K in, in particular is going online and he's doing a stream of his show, and you have to pay to watch that. So he's completely cutting out the network because, you know, they, they lose a lot of money along the way. But if he streams directly, then he gets that money, you know. So that's right. kind of an interesting way that media is uh, intersecting with, with comedy. So, yeah, it's um, need that money. On the economic side. Comedians need to eat. Oh, for sure. And most of them don't. <laughs> awesome. Know? Well, Brandon, thanks for, thanks, for, thanks for talking to me today. Whoa, I just stuttered like crazy. <laughs> That was bad. That was bad. I won't edit this out. Um, <laughs> Keep it there. Thanks, man. Well, thanks for talking to us. Is there anything you want to say to our viewers out there before you go? Happy holidays. Come to Grinchmish next year. Present company. Excluded every time. My next couple of guests, one is Joe Flanders, the creator and star of the awesome show on FunnyOrDie.com. Average Joe. It's pretty freaking funny. Why, thank you. And hello. 
Hello, Joe. It's great to be here. Oh, thank you, Joe. <laughs> this is my living room. <laughs> well. And then the ever wonderful, ever gorgeous, ever talented Hallie Cooper. Hello there. Hello, darling. Hello, darling. You look ravishing as usual. Well, thank you. Should I leave or? No, no, please stay. Oh, okay. Joe, get the out. Yeah! <laughs> this is what I'm talking about. This is what I want to talk about comedy. Okay. Joe has written this web series. I think the first season is six episodes. Mm -hmm. And then we did like a Christmas special. Christmas special! Awesome. Uh, if you haven't seen it, this show is pretty freaking funny. I'll go ahead and play a clip for you. Uh, can Explain to uh, our audience, Joe, what this clip is about. Uh, the, the first clip is um, I've been dumped. Uh, by my by my girlfriend, she caught me masturbating to Bukaki. Like you do. Um, like you do. Um, <laughs> that's not the only reason, but that was sort of the icing on the cake for her. Uh, and so now I go to my friends and my cousin, uh, looking for you know some support and sympathy, and this is what they have to offer. Awesome. Let's play. Here the clear. All right. All right. All right. I get it. I get it. But I mean, what, what do I have to do? What, what do I have to do to get her back? I mean, in terms of personality, it's like when I hear the name. Joe. I, I think of someone who maybe like someone strong works in a mill, like a millsman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Joe Joe reminds me of like a mechanic or a lumberjack. Mm -hmm. Joseph. You don't, you don't look like a Joe. Joseph was Jesus' dad. You've got cheese on your shirt. Live closer to the name. That's a good point. Well well what do I what do I look like? Mildred. Gail. Shannon. My mom's name is Shannon. That's perfect. Excellent. Shannon Jr. Shannon Jr. Mm. I'm not gonna change my name to Shannon. Okay, so something I noticed that's like kind of reoccurring, you play this average guy in Los Angeles who like just got dumped and is trying to, you know, find a companion. Yeah. Man, you wrote this, yeah. and you star as one of the most pathetic characters I've ever seen. Absolutely. You yeah. hate on yourself so much. Yeah. How how do you how do you not go home and, and cry? Yeah. Uh, you know. Maybe, oh. Yeah. <laughs> Secrets revealed. Yeah, I don't know. I, I think um, just I. Like making fun of myself on a day to day basis anyway. Yeah. And I figured, like, you know, on paper, this is the series where people were like, oh, you know, going to tell people, like, oh, yeah, so you just wrote yourself these, you know, like, sex scenes <laughs> with attractive women. I'm like, yeah, <laughs> but wait until you see the show. Like, I'm not doing myself any favors. Right. And I just have fun that way. I mean, I love on myself and other people. It's just like <laughs> what I do. So I have no. Party over there. Yeah. <laughs> Everywhere. Um, that so, should be the tagline for you, yeah. too. Right, yeah. <laughs> um, spray it. That's like, don't that's say Oh, that's a good one. Spray it. Don't spray say it. it. Don't say it. I like that. Get it. Don't say it. You can do something like that. Like, that's funny. Exactly. I should be going. You should. Absolutely. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. It just came very naturally and easy to me, and I, I have no problem. There were certain times during that scene where I, I, like, we weren't even rolling, and it just turned into a roast of me. So I did have to go, all right, okay, yeah, all right, you know, like, you know, so there is a lot, but, uh, you're fired, you're fired, yeah. you're fired. <laughs> but How did you, um, I've also wondered, every episode you have a gorgeous female. Yes. Or do you just have like a repertoire of friends that you just keep in your phone? They're just like, stop it, they're Scott. <laughs> Hallie oh Cooper. gosh, that's, Hallie is in one oh. of the episodes. Yes, what? she is. One of the more flattering roles, I would say. I, yes. you know, I recommend going and seeing this episode. Which episode is it? Uh, Episode three. She knows. Oh, I'm in it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, wait, stop. What? What's wrong? Just get off me. Wait, what? Exit uh, the premises. Okay. Whoo. 
What's the matter? I'm sorry. It's, it's just not going to happen. How is that possible? It's you... not going to happen. I mean, is it the position? You know, because I mean, I'm not a big missionary fan myself. Maybe we could try something else. Uh, well, I don't. I don't. I don't think so. We could do doggy style. No, uh, I'm. I don't. I don't really like that. It's kind of demeaning. I could. Um, we could try. We could try the location. Uh, we could go in the kitchen. You know, I just. I just cooked. I made a lot of French toast. Really messy. I could attack the crack. What does that mean? I don't know. I saw it in a Wesley Snipes movie. I don't. Know. Uh, I think it's you to a T. I mean, he, okay, here's a little story. Joe, uh, in the filming of season one, sadly, like, some footage got damaged and he had to reshoot some stuff. He came to me and was like, hey, I have to reshoot the scene and I and I rewrote it and I think you'd be really good for this, for this character. I read it and I'm like, you, this is what you think you've made. This is great. <laughs> this is the interval. Um, but Joe knows me and and he he wrote it knowing how I would say it, and I think yeah. he did a really good job of that because we had so much fun filming it. I mean, we, like, improved our way through a lot of stuff, too. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. How's it, how do you guys handle improv and going um, off the script? I embrace it. I mean, that was... Do you encourage that a lot? Yeah, oh, definitely. Yeah, I mean, like, I, I write the scripts more for me so that I know the beats that we need to hit right. in the scene. Um, but... You know, I just tell everybody, like, as long as you, you know, the beginning, middle, end. I tell them the beginning, middle, end, and then it's like, however you want to get there, let's sheet. try. Yeah, exactly. You a know? beat sheet. Yeah. Um, so when I watch it, I get this, I get this sense. It's like, um, I think why I like it so much, why I laugh so much, obviously the writing is, is really sophisticated and, and it hits home to what I find funny nowadays. But it's really close to Judd Apatow, but it's not. It's, it's a little bit slower than Judd Apatow. I would like to talk about that. Okay, go ahead. Going back to what Brandon said earlier, he said that comedy is going in a, into a path that you can say and do anything. Mm -hmm. Um, I feel like that is so true, and almost to the point of complete absurdity, mm -hmm. in that I don't necessarily believe a lot of characters, though, sometimes. Like, I was uh. thinking about this, like, that doesn't mean it's bad, it just, like, a little bit of realism is kind of going out the door with comedy these days. Like in Parks and Rec, like I don't know if I really believe that all those characters exist in life. I believe that they exist in the in the show, in the world of the show, you mm -hmm. know. Uh, but I don't. I don't necessarily think they're like living, breathing people, you know. Yeah. And John Apatow, I think, like he sits on a very good line with that, and then I do believe most of his stuff could be truthful but mm. there is that absurdity edge that you're like is this really happening right now is this mm -hmm. really but he keeps it in that believable world, right you know he's so good at writing just clean uh, not clean as in no. like, but, like <laughs> but clean cut jokes uh -huh. like his yeah. script writing is uh -huh. so what i mean he the, the very only the necessary words get in there well and he has smart people yeah too so I want to I want to go back and talk about this a little bit more the sure. the idea of now we can say anything uh -huh. um, that makes me believe you know I've always felt like within comedy and I feel it's kind of true that you know comedy is saying the truth you know saying the things people can't say you know mm -hmm. slapstick was at a time when it was you know you don't move that fast you don't do things that like you know right. like they did it so that was kind of whoa and you know that's kind of what comedy is it kind of just like it's one step ahead of where society is. And, yeah. Um, 
You know, so when I hear somebody say, now we're at a time where you can say anything, that makes me think, well, then where will comedy go next if we're at that point? If there's nothing else you can say because you've said it all, you know, I can sit here right here on this podcast and say, and that's like, oh, that's comedy nowadays because I can say anything. What's after that? I would love to see it go into, like, the crazy. The crazy. Where, like, experimental uh-huh. starts to be a part of it. The comedy audiences really trust comedy right now, I feel like. Uh-huh. Even though we can say anything and do anything, and it's definitely pushing limits in a new way. Um, so as long as we have that trust, I say, like, let's go even further. So it's even more absurd, even more bizarre. And, like, almost, I would love to see it go, like, Brechtian. You know, and like uh, be cool. Beckett and like kind of like bring it back. Yeah. You know, to we, like classic, I, but in a modern sense. Yeah. You know, and, and I think that. <laughs> so I think, that makes sense to my brain. <laughs> I, think a, I think a lot of that too can be strengthening the contrast that is comedy. Mm-hmm. You know, because comedy is doing the opposite of what is expected. Mm-hmm. You know, if, I mean, uh, a, a big funny movie that came out this year was Ted. Ted got a lot of great yeah. reviews, a lot of bad reviews, everybody does, mm-hmm. but a lot of great reviews and. It's a cute and cuddly teddy bear smoking a bong mm-hmm. with Mark Wahlberg. Like, right. high a- contrast. Mm-hmm. And, like, I we feel like... We accept that now. Exactly. We accept that. We accept that. I don't know. I mean, I think it's, uh, it's interesting talking about where else, what else can we say or whatever. Because there's always going to be... There's actually a clip that's floating around right now. Some There's an amazing Joan Rivers documentary screening on Netflix. And I just watched it two days ago. And if you want to ever feel... You ever want to have a fire under your and really motivate you to get up and do something? Watch this thing. I've never seen her stand up, yeah. and she's seventy-seven, and she's still—I mean, she is chasing that dream. Yeah. Um, she's pouring, you know, a majority of the year playing dingy places that she really should not be playing at. Mm, but at her you know, age. but that's how comedy goes. I mean, it's just it goes, it goes mm-hmm. in waves. And yeah, she was on an episode of Louis. And she talked about yes, that. Right. So but I mentioned it only because there's a clip that's circulating now because there's a woman in the documentary who tried to sue her uh, or sue the production because she appeared in the movie and didn't get that signature is. or whatever. I mean, it was like they didn't get a release or something. I mean, she was in it for like 10 seconds. But the clip in, in question, uh, she's doing a show and she does a great joke about how she hates children. The only child she would have ever liked was Helen Keller. She didn't do anything. <laughs> oh, God. And yes. it was really funny. And somebody in the audience was like, you know, that's not funny, you know, I have a deaf son, or whatever, and she instantly said, my mother was deaf, son of a this is what you, this is what comedy does, mm-hmm. you can talk, you know, it's a way to, you know, if there's no, it's, and then she goes on to say, like, 9-11, if we weren't able to laugh, where would we be, you know, like, after a certain amount of time, you just gotta have a release, or some sort of break, and that's what comedy does, um, and so, you know, as far as what, where will we go from now, there's always going to be events that happen that are going to, you know, offend people that you can talk about, you know, so there's always going to be something that people can say, you know, that is going to get a reaction out of people. Say it's offensive. Sometimes. Mm. But, but it really does just go in cycles. I mean, so as long as people can be offended, they will, yeah. it will be comedy. Well, people can always be offended. Exactly. Mm-hmm. But I agree with you in that, like... What Joan Rivers says is that, like, if you can't laugh about it, where would you be? Yeah. You know, whatever. Um, and I think, <laughs> to, like, clarify that whole rambling of what I said that ended with Samuel Beckett, <laughs> that, um, that as, like, the, the smarter we keep comedy still, 
I think the better off we are. I don't I don't like when comedy goes into like jokes all the time. That's not yeah. any, anyone can do that. You know? mm -hmm. And so, yeah, let's talk about things. That more, so we're us. looking for more sophisticated, clever ways to tell jokes. Well, or, or to look at life, you know, not just joke telling, mm. but like situations and looking at the world and laughing about 9-11 because it is important. Yeah. And that like laughing about 9-11 is like society can move forward. It right. isn't just like a niche of people. Right. Or, yeah. you know, a joke that your state gets, you know, whatever. <clears throat> right. It's, it's so, it's, you try, That's you, why the drawings in the New world. Yorker are never going to get old. Because they're always commenting in a funny way on whatever's happening. The exactly. fiscal exactly. cliff, the debt ceiling, mm -hmm. blah, blah, blah. And concise. Right. Yeah. All right, so what are, some, what are some funny things you guys saw this year? Maybe our listeners can, like, after this, go find something and laugh. Sleepwalk with me. Uh, oh, that was so funny. Yeah. It's uh, phenomenal. Is it, it, I think he's it's on Netflix now. Yeah. Well, he's a stand-up who's been doing it for years, and he does something that not a lot of teams do now, which is sort of the storytelling. Um, yeah. I mean, I just watched the comedy special, one of the comedy specials the other night, which is really hard, because if you aren't, if people aren't invested in the story the first, like, minute, then you kind of lost them. But he does it really well, and so the movie is based on his actual problem that he has, where he wakes up, I mean, like, he sleepwalks. But to the point where, like, he's having dreams and, you know, he woke up standing on top of, like, a five-foot dresser. He thought he was on the podium winning a, a, a um, medal or something. No. And then he actually jumped out of a window, too, uh, oh. while he was asleep. And so he, he was in the hospital, and that's when he finally realized he needs to see a doctor. Yeah. Um, it's, it's really but it's, it's a really funny movie, and it's really good. It's got Lauren Ambrose from another movie. Oh, cool. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, that was really good. And then... Um, Safety Not Guaranteed is a club. Um, it's really good. It's got Mark Duplass, or um, one of those Duplass brothers. I really liked Jeff Who Lives at Home. Not a lot Duplass of, Brothers movie. Mm -hmm. Not a lot of people saw it. Um, it's not for everybody. It's definitely like a comedy that also breaks your heart, mm -hmm. you know? Um, I, get, I don't know. I like comedy with a lot of truth. Yeah. You know, I really do. The comedy that you really remember. Yeah. Jason Segel and Ed Jason Helms. Segel and Ed Helms yeah. and Susan Sarandon. And, I mean, I've always been a fan of Ed Helms, and people have been saying, you know, the office is, you know, is not the end. But since Ed Helms was the manager and Steve Carell left, they're like, it's not the same. Ed Helms is amazing. Shout out to Ed Helms. <laughs> and everyone who hasn't seen Jeff Lewis at home should go see it now, because he's great in it. It's a totally different side of him. It's I, this one's kind of like out of left field, but I'm a huge animation fan, and I never would have expected this one to be on one of my top lists for comedy 2012, but Madagascar 3 made me laugh harder than any animated movie I've ever seen. It was so funny. The people out there who've seen it, you know why. I mean, Martin Short is a seal, at least. God, I missed Martin Short. I missed the human yeah. cartoon that is Martin Short. Right. Uh, I haven't seen that. I mean, I loved the, the Penguins crack me up. Oh, they're great. I'm sure they have to how has the response been? Oh, it's been really good. It's what been... What are you at now? What's the status? You know. Um, I think collectively, it's around two hundred and fifty thousand views. Nice. Boom. That's you nice. Know? That's great. So it's a good start. You know, I mean, obviously, I had no intentions of making uh, any any videos that were going to go viral, quote unquote. Mm -hmm. um, That's hard. 
Well, it is, and it's just, you know, it's just not, um, yeah, it's not who I am. An eight-minute video of me bumbling around and trying to have sex with a woman. That's not going to go viral. <laughs> not going to happen. Hey, you guys could come see this. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> this dude can't get it up, man. It's yeah. retard, guys. Trying to yeah. <laughs> How long is it? Eight minutes? Oh, no way, man. And there's six of them. And there's six of them? No. It's too close to home. No. Yeah, yeah right. Um, so, yeah, given that, it's been a good response. Are you still working on a feature? Several, yes. So, um, those good. are moving along nicely. Um, Ooh. Question mark, question mark. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. They're moving along nicely. I'm looking, you know, I've got first drafts of like three different scripts. We'll see. We'll see what happens with those. But awesome. They'll well, be fun really and funny. Well, what's next with you? What are I'm you doing? I'm auditioning, man. Hey, you know, living it. Hitting the pavement. <laughs> I <laughs> had a callback for a horror film today. Boom. So nice. That's every young actor's dream. Hell yeah. Yo, if I saw you in a horror film, I'd be all like, what? And I'd be like, that's me. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'd be like, clap, 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 clap. Except my hands would do it. <laughs> so yeah, you know. You wouldn't verbalize the claps? No. I, that's the only way that I clap. <laughs> really? Clap, my clap, hands clap, haven't, clap. my hands haven't, you know, made contact in years. Maybe that's just, the problem. That might be the problem. That might be the problem. I think we're uncovering some truth here. Oh my god. That is the problem. It almost, it almost kills me to cut it short. But I have to cut it. We have to wrap up here. Oh, but Joe... And I had so much more comedy to talk about. Really? Oh. Maybe we'll have you on another time. <laughs> 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 Thanks for coming on the podcast, man. Absolutely. Uh, I'm, I'm a big fan. I've enjoyed listening to your, your previous ones. Thank you. Thank you. And you as well, Hot Stuff. Thanks, Scott. Hallie Coop Scoop. Scott and Joe. Oh, you're coming back for a show. Well, I live here. Oh, yes, you live with me. Present company accepting presently. We all expect the worst. All right, Let's looks like that wraps up this week's episode, episode five. I want to thank my special guest, Brandon Smith from Universal Studios, for coming on and talking with me. And I want to thank... Uh, my guests Joe and Hallie for coming on and speaking, and to my friend Marcello and his family for letting me record in their home. I, they had a lot of fun with that experience, and I had a great time. Um, if you heard something on this podcast that you like, please let me know. If there's something that you didn't like, let me know even more. I love confrontation, and I love talking. So let me know what you think, and I will see you next weekend for episode six of the Scotty Joe Podcast. Good night.